grave danger. Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. Uh, uh, They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. Welcome to another edition of Speaking Out America. This is Jim Watkins. Thank you again. Uh, my wife and I were watching a movie last night. You probably heard of it. In fact, I think we have the trailer for this. Uh, it's called Leave the World Behind. You probably have heard of it because all the big movie stars are in it. Uh, some some of our favorites, uh, Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke. Who's the other? Kevin Bacon. Everybody's favorite, Kevin Bacon. Anyway, it, it's it's a sort of like a imagine a movie, and I won't go into it too much because... Listen, if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know anything about it, uh, just turn off your radio for a few minutes and come back or fast forward or about two or three minutes. But it's interesting and it's fascinating and, and, and for a couple of different reasons. One, it's it's pretty good science fiction uh, done in sort of a, a way that I admired uh, Walking Dead uh, minus the flesh-eating zombies. But, you know, the, the setup is pretty interesting. Here's a clip from it uh, in case you haven't seen it. Uh, here's a clip from Leave the World Behind. driving back to the city then something happened you want to stay here but we're staying here we need to get them out of here they need to think everything's gonna be okay everything is gonna be okay isn't it we are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country all right that's the first kind of a kind of a teaser clip but what's interesting about it is it, it, it's produced by Higher Ground Productions. And for those who don't know who Higher Ground Productions is, it, it is Obama. It, it's the Obamas, Michelle and Barack. It is their foray into uh, Hollywood, and, and it is uh, on Netflix, and I'm not trying to promote it. Although, if you like good science fiction, it, it's, it's pretty good. Anyway, but what's interesting about it is that I was reading up on the behind the scenes, and this is a, a venture... This is one of the first major adventures of Barack on the silver screen, working with Hollywood, and he was very instrumental. In fact, he was not only the executive producer, uh, but the the uh, contribution on the storyline came a lot from him, from Barack Obama. So he was able to convey some of his inside knowledge of how the government works uh, into this movie. And the premise of the movie is that society completely breaks down. There's just no electricity. There's no, well, there's electricity, but there's no cell phone. Someone knocked out the satellites. And everything went kaput. And now we're dealing with the after effect of what happens, right? So now planes are falling out of the sky. Large oil tankers are, are out of control. Anyway, that's the premise of the first part of the movie. And that's all I've watched. I haven't continued on. I'm going to continue on. I wasn't going to watch it when I first heard it because, frankly, when I found out that there's a line in the movie that's very disparaging towards people of non-color, 
I said, well, I don't want to watch this crap. I mean, you know, Barack Obama now is going to make a movie and he's going to make white people look really stupid. And it kind of comes off that way because the portrayal, Julia Roberts' character, is very much what we would call a Karen. Uh, Karen being someone who lives in a bubble and yet stands on her perch and uh, is behind all of these movements now with LGBTQ and trans. It's the, the, the upper middle class college-educated white woman. And she plays it perfectly. She does a great job at it. And it's a stinging rebuke, actually, interestingly enough, for women who are like that. And that, I think, is an interesting perspective. Maybe that was unintentional, but I consider Michelle Obama to fit into that Karen category myself. Upper, educated, privileged, someone who thinks that because of their privilege it gives them the right to preach to other people about what morality is. That's Michelle Obama, someone who gets offended when you ask them to help them because, my God, I don't work at Target. Anyway, so uh, the other interesting aspect of the movie, which the, the person David Ng from Breitbart indicated, was that Barack Obama also brought in his trade secrets as to what could happen. And there's a line in the movie, it doesn't in any way give the plot away at all because I, I have no idea. I didn't see the whole thing. But it was just sort of an earshot at a, at a, as I'm rolling over, kind of going to sleep, listening to the movie, which I'm prone to do. And the character says, one of the main characters who's an inside man, much like Obama, a very successful African-American man of great stature, great wealth, he owns the house where most of the first episode takes place and he says the problem isn't that somebody did something it's the problem is that nobody's really in charge and that's the dirty little secret and so when I I, I that was my last conscious thought and then I woke up this morning and I started thinking about that a little bit more because remember Obama contributed to this movie he was consulted on many of the scenes and the plot line and he's conveying something, a real kernel of, of truth, I think, that permeates everything that's going on right now. And the fact of the matter is, is nobody's really in charge. If people were in charge, we wouldn't have five nations striking Israel right now, would we? If people were in charge, we wouldn't have so-called a war on carbon. If people were in charge, we wouldn't have had the COVID virus. If people in charge did their job, there wouldn't have been thousands of, of, of people dying every day in a stupid war between two countries who really aren't fighting over land. They're just fighting over ideology. And so there is nobody in charge. There's people who think they're in charge, people in the White House who think they're in charge, that if we just keep throwing money at a situation. But let me give you an example of how Upside down this world is. And by the way, I've got a good show for you today. Uh, Kevin Stockland's going to be uh, along. Uh, Rachel Maddow will make an appearance. We'll also hear from uh, a couple of people within the Biden administration who believe that what Biden's doing with Ukraine is absolutely wrong. And it's an upside down world. Take a look at some of these examples. Biden says if we don't pump another 61 or $62 billion into Ukraine's war with Russia, Putin will win. He'll feel emboldened, and it will be the Republicans' fault that Putin won, 
and he will feel empowered to invade other European countries. And it will be because of the Republicans that this happened. So now the minions walk around with that idea in their head that if Ukraine gets defeated, it will be the Republicans' fault and the Republicans will be the ones to blame because we didn't send enough money to Ukraine. That's the Biden logic. Pretty upside down. And by the way, it's the Republicans and conservatives' fault that the Palestinians are being slaughtered and we need to stop supporting the Jews because, after all, they are the oppressor. And it's only because of conservatives that the Palestinians are suffering. That, that, that is, is such inverted logic. It's, it's nothing more than a tragedy being used to politicize your political opponent. And then, of course, we've got Liz Cheney, who says that if Trump wins, he will be a dictator day one, just like he said. I heard this repeated 15 times yesterday across the... They have taken what he said was, in answer to Sean Hannity's question, would you be a dictator? Answer, I'll be a dictator on the first day and reverse Biden's energy policy and border policies. That's it. Somehow, that has become now regurgitated as, on day one, I will become dictator. And now the minions are repeating it. Oh, you're going to vote for Trump? Didn't he say he's going to be a dictator on day one? No, that's not what he said. And then here's something that's really an upside-down world. Pfizer. Are you seeing the commercials where they urge pregnant mothers to get their kids vaccinated? Yeah, that's right, for RSV. You see, it is dangerous now for life to be born into our filthy, virus-thick world. Newborns need to be protected even before they come out of the womb. We need to inject these little ones while still in the embryonic sac, piercing the membrane so that they can get a big fat dose of whatever it is that Pfizer has in store. Have you heard of any long-term studies of RS vaccines, RSV vaccines being injected into still unborn children? Me neither. I'd love to see those Pfizer studies. How long has there been an RSV problem? I can't even recall RSV until just after people started getting sick, after they got their second or third boosters. And yet they want to inject these little ones. And they show it with such compassion. It is so Orwellian to watch and have people just take this in. Having, having them doctors just inject them th- through the stomach. And they're not even born yet. Let's get this kid vaxxed up. It's, I, I, I get sick to my stomach when I think about it. And yes, it is because I don't trust the big pharma. They lied to us about the COVID vaccines. They're still lying to us about it. And the fact that they say it's not only uh, full of efficacy, but causes little harm. 36,000 people died after getting their vaccinations. Nobody wants to ask any tough questions. And we think nothing, and we say nothing, and we stare at it all. You know that 180,000 extra people died this year through September? That's 180,000 above what is considered the average number of people who die from various causes. This is happening all over the place. Higher death counts. Also spoke about it happening in Europe. 25% increase in deaths, just general deaths. And it's younger people too. And it's like, all right, it's right there in front of us. Oh, and then there's TikTok. Then we've got that problem. TikTok slowly inculcating our kids into exactly what Xi Jinping and the CCP wants them to be. Be right back. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins.
You know, I think I counted last night how many pharma commercials there were in 30 minutes on uh, ABC News. They're a primary, what you say, advertiser on ABC News World News Tonight. Probably the same for NBC and MSNBC and CNN and the others. Uh, and it's, I think I counted 14, 14 separate ads for different commercials, different products having to do with liver or skin or basically all of the side effects. I'm not joking with you. All of the side effects, respiratory illness. I'm, I'm surprised that people aren't walking around with like cold sores on their lips, really. And I, and I noted, and the reason I say that is because I saw Nancy Mace and she had a cold sore this morning. And I'm thinking that that's a sign, you know, a cold sore is basically the body attacking what it de deems to be a foreign invader. That's what causes it. But it's it's an autoimmune. And I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder, that would be a, what was that, uh, you know, Contagion. Remember the movie Contagion? Well, the reason I bring it up is because the, they're saying that uh, Virus X is lurking out there. That all the global scientists are, are, are quite worried about Virus X. Uh, now, I tell you who isn't worried about it is Moderna and Pfizer and Abby and AbV and all these others uh, because they seem to have a pill for everything. I was talking earlier about that, about how now they're actually promoting a vaccine in utero. I've never heard of that before, and I'm, uh, I don't know if I've seen the studies on that. And frankly, I don't know if I trust uh, what the FDA says because if the FDA was willing to let Pfizer slide on a vaccine that at best, looked like only 23 people showed up for the for the experiment because they wouldn't tell us what they did. And someone had to go get an FOIA just to find out what the studies really said on the efficacy of their viruses and their boosters. And their latest booster, only 23 patients were used in the study. And yet they've got people, not surprisingly, is the fact that only maybe 2% of the population right now is taking the vaccines. That just shows you how concerned we are about them. But there was a, there was a report yesterday, headline reads, revealed U.S. scores fifth worst for healthcare of any developed nation. Safest health care. Can I see, can I zoom in on that a little bit? Let me see. This was posted uh, by Sean Wooler, health editor for dailymail.co. Norway has the best followed by Finland, followed by South Korea, Japan, and Ireland, have the safest health service, according to the survey. Norway, Finland, South Korea have the safe services. NHS waiting list for routine treatment. Uh, and it shows, as far as core funding in the United States, the average now is 60, 160 days to see routine. Isn't that something? The average. Health services in Estonia, Israel, and Austria provide safer health care than Britain and the U.S. A report has revealed researchers at the Institute of Global Health Innovation at Imperial College examined data on 38 developed countries. The experts focused on four key patient safety indicators for their rankings, maternity, mortality, treatability, mortality, adverse effects of medical treatment, and neonatal disorders. This includes causes of death that can be mostly avoided through timely and effective health care, including screening and treatment and medical blunders. And the fifth to last is the United States. How is it possible 
for a country that is so dedicated to health care and we have such a wide net of coverages and the amount of medicine. Have you gone into a pharmacy lately? Look behind the counter. You'll see those little slots with all those prescriptions that are being filled just for that day. They're overflowing. That's why you see a CVS or a Rite Aid or some other pharmacy every other block. It, it's, there, there, to me, there's a parallel, and, I, and I'll probably be the first one to ever say this, but it seems to be that the number of fast food restaurants is the same proportion as the pharmacies. You see a Taco Bell, a McDonald's, a Wendy's, and a KFC, and then you see the next block, a CVS, a Rite Aid, and another pharmaceutical company. They go hand in hand. Our nutrition is terrible in this country. We eat too much. I mean, every other, it's, it's either a vitamin. No, no, it's either a, a pill to uh, reduce obesity, like Ozempic or something, followed by a commercial for wings. And then it goes back to a thing about your skin, if you have eczema, you know, and then it's on to something else, uh, you know, pizza. And, and you just wonder if there's a correlation between our nutrition and our health care. Obviously, obviously there is, and yet we do nothing about it. So my, my suggestion to you would be to stop depending on the pills and start eating good food. That simple. Oh, and by the way, get the tea.com. But I just think it's interesting that in a country where we are supposedly, we spend the most on health care, we're the fifth worst country of developing countries for health care. It wasn't always that way. Um, so anyway, I could do a whole show on that, and I won't. I'll spare you. But I, I did want to say that there was a story out about, again, I want to sort of fo focus in on this movie that just came out, Leave the World Behind. It's produced by Higher Ground Productions. That's Michelle and Barack Obama's film company. It's on Netflix. Everybody's watching it. It's a big, big show. There's one scene. <laughs> the, the premise of the show is that the world goes dark. And everybody, and it reminded me of when I had that hurricane last year and we went without power for two weeks. One of these days I'll whip out the tapes, the recordings I made of it. But I learned in two weeks what it's like to not have the Internet, not have cell phones, not have TV, not have cable. Two weeks. I just went two weeks. And we lived in Florida where the weather is amiable. Actually, it was kind of hot. But my point is, for two weeks, I, I, I learned how much we depend on electricity, fossil fuels, waiting in three, four hours long just to get a couple of gallons of gas so I could power my generator, so I could keep my food chilled. And God forbid if you have medicine that has to be refrigerated. And, and, and uh, I couldn't help to wonder, why is Obama prepping us for this? What was the meaning of having a movie about life without electricity or life without communication? Does he know something that we don't? That, to me, was the most fascinating thing. And what happened? Who did it? Who were the actors? We don't know yet. But you wonder, what, what, what's Obama's message in that, right? Well, you know what? I have a clip from him that we played last week that, that I found on the Internet. And I thought it was actually quite interesting. Here it is. 
Obama, lessons on how to destroy a, a country. Listen to, listen to the man speak. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. We were driving back to the city, then something happened. You want to stay here, but we're staying here. We need to get them out of here. I need to think everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay, isn't it? We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. I think probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie was these all these Teslas. I won't give away much more. All of these Teslas are, are driving on autopilot, and they all end up heading for the same uh, city, and they're just piled up on the free, on the freeway. <laughs> oh my goodness! You have to check it out. It's on Netflix, or not? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't. We'll be right back. We got more coming up. Speaking out, America, brought to you by GetTheT.com. GetTheT.com. We'll be right back. <laughs> 